Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dumb. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. It is February 5th. It's The List and your boy. What's up, Jimmy? Big weekend, Sean. It is. Big weekend. Why do you say it's a big weekend? Well, I'm sure that the world is excited. I'm sure everybody that's watching this podcast is absolutely excited. I was going to think of a better word, but I couldn't. Absolutely excited because Saturday is the debut of XFL football, Sean. That is true. Uh, How much of that, we haven't discussed this, how much of that do you expect us to cover? Because the way that I looked at it is not at all unless it affects WWE. That's exactly the answer. Not at all unless it affects WWE. And I got to tell you, uh, I don't don't know how things are for you in Kentucky or how it is for anybody watching this in uh, the U.S., but for me in Toronto, what kind of buzz am I hearing about the XFL? Yep. Zero. Zero. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I've not heard any. And the the reality of the situation where I live is the closest team to me is St. Louis. And in the Midwest, quite honestly, if you're not a St. Louis fan, you loathe St. Louis. Like, that's just the way it is. It's You, you don't like your rival cities. They, mm. Did you see the, the, like, fan map they put out where it shows you what team you should root for based on where you are geographically? Really? So are we living in uh, communist times all of a sudden? Well, I mean, it's just like a guide. I am like I can look out my window and see to where the Washington, D.C. fans should be. Is that and right? I am in St. Louis. Is that right? Is that right? Why? They, well, put, they put these teams all in cities that already have teams. Oh, and, a- and Hannah Moore sent a super chat, by the way, guys. Send a super chat. We will read your question or statement on the air if you're watching live on YouTube.com slash Fightful. She says, Sean is just sad the Reds suck. Cheer for the Cardinals. Um, no, the Reds do not suck anymore. 
Uh, they signed uh, four great free agents. So I am rather excited for baseball this season, Jimmy. Awesome. I'm not, but that's awesome. So, uh, you know, the, the, I guess the one thing people have to remember about the XFL is Vince McMahon is going all in on this. And so when the ratings drop, because they will, so, yes. so week one on Saturday, they're going to do a decent number because of the curiosity factor, just like we saw the last time, just like we saw with AEW. It's going to be a bigger number because of the curiosity factor. It's going to drop off after that. And what's going to happen is just like with, what was the last one called? Uh, AAF. AAF. So just like that, with, by like week three, week four, people are going to be like, oh, they're done. They're done. Vince mm-hmm. McMahon has earmarked $500 million, and so he is all in on the XFL. So it's not going anywhere, I don't think. Uh, unless the broadcasters uh, yank him off the air. That's the only way that Woof, there's going to be a problem. Bro. Yeah. Woof. It's a lot and of money, man. I bet you we end up seeing an XFL game on the WWE Network. They'd be really foolish to do that. That'd be really stupid. I mean, I bet. I just bet we at least see one. That'd be... I, I, I would grow... So... Oh. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be stupid. Never would I ever want to be involved in WWE from a business perspective because I think this man would drive me nuts. So I would never want to do it. If I ever found out that they're putting an XFL game on WWE Network as a shareholder myself, Sean, if I ever found that out, I'm driving to Stamford, Connecticut and demanding a meeting with Vince McMahon so I can try to convince him what a really stupid idea that would be. Because they're hanging by a thread already, and they have that, that lawsuit, even though it's probably frivolous, but they have that lawsuit about how there's too much cohesion between the two and Vince is distracted yeah. and everything. He would be such a moron if he put an XFL game on WWE Network. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't think he's that stupid. I agree. I, I hope he's not. Uh, no. Anakin says, want to give a shout-out to Greg Miller for cutting a great promo against Xavier Woods on Backstage last night. It was so good. Woods has uh, been too scared to respond yet. I saw that. I actually caught very little. I tuned in for the Killer Cross and Timothy Thatcher announcement, which we'll talk about. Yes, we will. And I saw the promo. It was actually very interesting. But Tim Traver says, not watching XFL at all, but I'll watch your all's podcast. (laughs) That's how we prefer it. Well, the other thing this weekend, and this is not an MMA podcast, but uh, John Bones Jones is fighting on Saturday. And him and McGregor are the two entertaining guys. Like, they're the exciting guys that always kind of put through a good performance as, as, as main eventers. What do you think? Do you think he's going to finish, uh, Dominic? Yeah, Dominic Reyes, as I said in my preview, now available at FightfulMMA.com. He's got to press the action. That's when John Jones has shown his most susceptibility is when people press forward. Right. And John Jones had his choice between Dom Reyes and Corey Anderson. He picked Dom Reyes because he wanted to fight somebody like that. Good he for said him, that he, man. He Good said that him. he wanted to. I admire that a lot more, Jimmy, than Henry Cejudo wanting to fight anybody but people who win. He right. would not fight Benavidez. He would not fight Peter Yan. He would not fight Aljamain Sterling. Instead, he vacated the fed or the flyweight championship and is fighting Jose Aldo, right. who lost. Yeah, although he had I good... don't have any respect for that. I have respect for John Jones doing this. Aldo had a good outing in the loss, though. But I, yes, I, he did. I understand what you're saying. Well, again, I don't want to turn this into an MMA podcast because I, I, a lot of people might not know any of the well, names you just mentioned. You're but... right. Let's turn it into a political podcast. What'd you think of the state of the Union, Jimmy? Here's your list right now. I got it right here. Yeah, that's cute. Oh, my list is way bigger than that. Way bigger than that. Yeah, sure. Sure, buddy. That's what what they all say. We're going to get to that later. I got something about that we'll talk about later. Let's start with, oh, I want to ask you something right out of the gate. I want to ask you something. Uh, I caught a little bit of AEW Dark. What happened to the woman that cut your hair last week, Sean? 
it seems like my hair is Samson-esque in that the power of the Nightmare Collective just would reside in my hair. And the fact that they cut it just tore them from within. That being said, I am accepting cash, credit, super chats. You all can PayPal me. Uh, I will take full credit for breaking up the Nightmare Collective, and I expect financial reimbursement from the wrestling world for doing so. Right, for the people that hated the Nightmare Collective. Which is like everybody. What you just described was kind of sort of the storyline for the Tangled movie about Rapunzel. I have Power in her hair. Power in her hair, cut her hair, and her stepmother died because she couldn't stay young anymore. Well, I'm sorry that Awesome Kong had to pay for her sins via getting her ass kicked by a fellow cult member. I mean, that's unfortunate. Is it true that the way she cut your hair, you lost like an inch of like donatable hair? I mean, maybe it's it's quite possible. But the way that I had looked at it, and, and I had mentioned this on the Backstage Report podcast, like. If I lost like an inch, inch and a half from that because of that, it's all right because we had like six or seven people in the replies saying, I'm going to donate my hair now. And as long as we got a net positive in that regard, I was going to be really happy because that was the goal. Awesome. Awesome. Good. So let's move on to one of the biggest foregone conclusion stories of the year for me. Uh, And that was the news that broke on backstage that Killer Cross has officially signed with WWE. He has reported to the Performance Center in Orlando. To me, this was pretty damn obvious uh, going back months to me. And so uh, because we talked about on this podcast. So uh, good for him. Apparently, he's going to be he's going to be fast tracked to the main roster. Well, not to the main roster, but like to TV to TV. He should be. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they use the name Killer Cross because WWE is so PC now that I even questioned if they were going to get rid of the name Killer Cross and go with their own thing. Good it's for a them. family name, man. His sister, Killer Kelly. You've got his father, Killer Khan. His uncles, the Killer Bees. Nice. His cousin, the legend Killer Randy Orton. Like, What about Killer Kowalski? You didn't mention, is that the grandfather? Killer Kowalski is his grandfather, of course. And Hunter would appreciate that. Yeah, well, that's how he got signed. That's how he got signed. Favor. It was there a favor. you go. There you I go. There this you go. one little piece of hair that just keeps hanging down, Jimmy. I am. Nuts. Yeah, it's a, it's a good look for you. So yeah. uh, congratulations to Killer Cross. I really think they need to put him with Scarlett Bordeaux. I think they need to be a package deal. That's my I'm, opinion. I would be really interested to see how that works. Now, the yeah. thing about Killer Cross that I know WWE liked was his versatility. He played this really off-the-wall white rabbit character in Lucha Underground. He's only been wrestling for under five years. He was going to train to be a pro MMA, or he was training to be a pro MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. He moved to Vegas for it. And trained with a lot of really good fighters. I did a great feature on that last year. Don't mind to toot my own horn about that. But he he talks about that. And then he was like, you know what? I just really want to be a wrestler. I want to be a pro wrestler. And then he went to Impact and played a way, way different character in Impact Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And like he played what I think... Stone Cold Steve Austin originally wanted his character to be. Right. A very cold, calculated, ruthless, killer type of character. Right. That we didn't necessarily see go through because Steve Austin's personality was so much different than that. But I, I think it'll be great. He he is a chameleon. He can work a whole lot of different styles. Mm-hmm. You've seen his AAA work. You probably know that as well. Mm-hmm. Very excited to see him. And uh, Timothy Thatcher got picked up, too. That was going to be the other one. Timothy Thatcher. Now, he... Um... 
to me, he was another one that I think it was a matter of time because he was a former Evolve champion, so he kind of yeah. had a foot in the door of WWE already. Uh, I was not familiar with the fact that he was part of a stable with Walter for a while in yeah. uh, in Europe. So he's got the connection to Walter, too, although he's an American, so I don't see him doing any NXT UK stuff unless it's like One Worlds Collide or something. Uh, otherwise, I don't see that happening. But, uh, yeah, Timothy he's, Thatcher signed, too. He's, he's very much an artist, Timothy Thatcher. He's one of those guys that cares a lot about the art of what he's doing. So I think that if he – this is just me speaking. I don't know Tim personally. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that know him, obviously, but – I don't know him personally, and I think that if he thinks that his best work would happen in the UK, I think he'd do that. Plus, you, you don't have to be over there that much to be a part That's of true, that roster. because they do tapings. You're right. You're yeah. right. Also, it's possible. Ma- Malcolm Bivens is on the NXT roster, and here's the thing. They have finally, after a year, after a year of doing nothing with Malcolm Bivens, the former Stokely Hathaway, they had him show up last week ahead of NXT and say he's starting to—, to He's going to do some stuff. Him and Timothy Thatcher were very entertaining. Timothy Thatcher, you won't hear anybody accuse him of being the most exciting personality or wrestler in the world, mm. but that's why you have a guy like Malcolm Bivens, who is one of the most exciting personalities in the world there. I think it's a good pickup for them as well. I did kind of laugh at Voices of Wrestling's tweets where they said, oh, great, now Timothy Thatcher can have boring matches, except now it'll be towards the hard camera. Mm. So I thought that one was... It's kind of funny, but we have we have some super chats. Our, the MVP of the super chat is back, Jimmy. Yeah, he's back. My God, throwback twenty seven with a with a hundo just dropping it, just just dropping it. This guy is he so must have won he must have won the lottery or something. This guy he is he's a very generous dude and uh, a good dude from what I've I've seen on Twitter. He says with AEW and WWE signing all these indie talents, how important is a local independent promotion talent? that come from places like Chaotic Wrestling in the Boston area, for example, to help uh, these people be seen. Jimmy, I went to AIW, mm-hmm. or, or their training facility, last year or last week. I talked to a guy named Marino Tanaglia. I talked to Josh Prohibition, who trains these guys. I think it's real important for these independent promotions now because you're going to be getting people who don't go through Evolve, who don't go through these places. They're just going to get snatched right up from the chaotic wrestlings, uh, the AIWs early on, you're going to see a lot less middlemen when people are jockeying for position and power as it pertains to these talents. Yeah, the question's going to be, I guess, is are they going to have the proper TV training? Because when you look at AEW, uh, to me, that's been one of the issues with AEW is uh, some of the guys, they still have their indie gear that doesn't look very good on TV. Yep. Uh, they don't know where the hard camera is. They turn their back to the camera a lot because they, they're, they're not really trained on knowing where the camera is, especially when they're coming in on entrances and when they're leaving the aisle and going left or right. They turn their back to the camera because they just don't know where it is. That stuff's important, and, and I, I feel like a broken record, but again, Finn Balor, I keep going back to Finn Balor. When he started, and there was a, there was a lot of fan backlash about it. he's been wrestling for a decade. Why is he starting with NXT? It's because he had never done weekly television. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a lot to learn with weekly television. And AEW, these guys got fast-tracked so quick to live television. None of them had done weekly TV before, aside from the Jerichos and the Cody's. And, uh, and it's, yeah, it's, well, a, it's a big thing to learn. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of those people that, not only that, weekly live television. We're starting to find out that Lucha Underground hit a lot of the deficiencies of a lot of the people that were on their rosters. Now, there are some where that, where that, that didn't apply, but there are a lot of people that were the beneficiary of some heavy editing and cinematic cuts 
from Lucha Underground. Right. And I, I don't want to name names because everybody will improve, but there are a lot of people on the AEW roster who do that. And, you know, maybe it's because we're we're spoiled by everybody working towards the hard camera. Mm. But I think production has to help them up to help them too. You're I, right. I'm just throwing I'm just throwing this name out there as an example. I'm not singling them out, but if Chris Statlander does a pin and it's away from the hard camera. Well, then you need to have another camera on her face mm. and cut to that. It shouldn't. Ha you shouldn't have to pin to the hard camera. Because right. Jimmy, how many times have you seen somebody walk all the way around their opponent mm -hmm. to do that? Oh it, yeah, Ryback used to do that. Yeah, where he he would do his finisher and then remember after the finisher he would roll around to the other side because yes. he wanted to face the hard camera on the pin. Yeah, so, so. I think that when you have regional promotions that's going to be very important in a couple of weeks i have an interview with uh larry d who just got signed by impact wrestling actually mm. and uh he he brings in ove a lot and chris michaels the guy that i interviewed a while back places like that especially in a sparse area like central kentucky mm -hmm. uh, those are going to be very very important we also have anakin jmt he says sean warren is doing a live stream on patreon uh, of his own during the list Please make sure to knock him for this tonight on the Wednesday Night War Show. Uh, thank you for giving me ammunition. Anything that I can use against Warren, I will. Uh, let it, remind him who pays his uh, who pays his salary every two weeks here. On yeah, Fightful. but to be honest with you, it's probably less than he makes off Patreon, which I is think. probably fair. It might be fair. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? I just happened to pull up the WWE stock. I hadn't been able to check it all day. Okay. So I, I just pulled it up. It's forty nine bucks. It's up three point four six percent as of the time of this taping. Brings me to my next story. Big day tomorrow, Sean. Very big day tomorrow. I might actually listen to the call, and I don't listen to the calls, and because uh, Barrios, you know, he's a little bit annoying. So I well, ain't got to worry about that anymore. Buddy. No, you don't have to worry about that anymore. No, I uh, I might have to listen to it. So WWE is reporting their Q four earnings. Uh, like I said, the stock has recovered a little bit. It's at forty nine bucks. Very curious uh, what's going to happen. Vince McMahon. So, you know, when they said that they have, what's his name? Frank Riddick is the uh, interim CFO. I'm sure he's going to be on the call with Vince. I'm sure. And I'm sure Vince is going to be there. He, I think a couple of them, he's let Barrios just kind of uh, take yes. the lead, and he's kind of sat in the back a little bit. He's going to have to be uh, uh, front and center for this one. So I am looking forward to that. That's going to be interesting. I want to see how Wall Street responds. I still think they're going to uh, report record revenues, but I think that they're going to be down everywhere else. And so uh, we'll see what happens. Now, I was asked by a few people on uh, social media because I know that you know people sometimes uh, have a misunderstanding about certain things. A few people on social media hit me up and said, so is it true WWE lost a billion dollars overnight? The answer is not really. Yeah. So, so what happened was they lost a billion dollars in their market cap. Market cap is the total value of all shares. And so they lost a billion dollars in their market cap, but it's not like a billion dollars was suddenly drained from their bank accounts. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit different. Yes. But I want to see what happens. So, you know, tomorrow morning, I, I have early days because of the kids. So I'm going to be checking and see in the morning if, my, if the stock is all of a sudden at, you know, $42. Or yeah. if it's, uh, you know, I've, I'm very curious to see where that goes. It's going to be interesting. Thursdays are usually kind of a quiet day for us. We have the fallout of, of uh, AEW and NXT, and I get some backstage news there. But tomorrow's going to be a busy one because the call's happening. Carlos Toro will have coverage of that for us, guys. We are going to cover the call as well. Uh, Jeremy Lambert will be doing that. Uh, you'll be able to get a little bit of talk about the call on tomorrow's Distraction podcast with Jeremy Lambert, lead wrestling writer, and uh, our one of our top feature guys, Joe Holbert. But at 3 p.m. Eastern as well, Jimmy, 
Impact Wrestling has Tessa Blanchard taking a media call. Uh, that's going to be interesting. I have that on my list here, actually. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of interesting calls happening tomorrow. And, boy, it's going to be a day tomorrow. Yeah. I, I even told my wife, and I was like, listen, I know I take Thursdays, and that's kind of – it's one of my weekend days. I was like, that's going to have to happen towards the Saturday afternoon because got to find out what Tessa says. I expect that very much to be a – her addressing it and saying, that's all I'll say about the matter, yep. or the first question that comes her way, she says it and goes, that'll be all I really have to say about the matter, and that would be fine. Right. That would be fine. Yep. That's how things like that are usually handled, but yeah, yep. tomorrow's going to be very interesting, uh, and I'm very interested in your take on that as well. We'll see. I mean, she has to address it. She has to. Uh, now, I, I don't want to get this too political, but... Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Me Too movement. We've talked about it just because people are, are oftentimes found guilty before anything is proven. In her in her situation, it kind of sort of was because I'm sorry. What was the lady's name in Japan? La Rosa Negra. Yes. So she confirmed what uh, Allison K said, and so to me, that's basically proof. I think, uh, and so testimony. Yeah, I had a dozen a dozen different women share bullying experiences. Right. So she she has to address it. Uh, now, I, I will say kudos to Impact Wrestling that they didn't change the booking uh, and they still yes. put the title on her. Because I still I, I think she deserves to have her opportunity to kind of respond. But mm-hmm. uh, but she has to address it. So we'll see what happens. That's going to be good. If I, if I were her, I would apologize. I would say I didn't. I would say I'm sorry that it happened. It will not happen again. I have learned. Mm-hmm. And then she should say, I'm sorry for how I handled it, and then move on. I mean, here's the thing. The people who want to forgive her will probably forgive her. The people who weren't going to forgive her aren't yeah. going to forgive her anyway. It was a disgusting thing to do. I did not like how she handled it personally, but mm. she really has got to address it. Yeah, saying saying nobody's perfect was not exactly the best thing. Now, exactly. granted, granted, she said that kind of on the fly in the ring after she just won the title, and it's still. You know, but yeah, it oh, wasn't the best to way. Trying to make it an us against them was yeah. bad. But yeah. Anakin says, "Jimmy, would you do a special list tomorrow about the conference call?" I doubt he will. No, I don't think so. I got stuff I got to do. I and I, I don't want to disrespect Feifel, but uh, I I allot the time to do this every Wednesday, so. I don't think I can. Do I just it. booked a flight to Chicago, Jimmy. Yes, you did. Good for you, man. Good for you. God, gonna go do some more Twitter videos with them. That's good. Yeah, I bet. yeah, yeah. Because you know, I work for AEW. <laughs> oh, people are gonna believe that, Sean. Someone <laughs> is gonna isolate what you just said. Someone's gonna isolate they it. They are now. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, on our last podcast, because something came up in the news today. Uh, That was interesting. On our last podcast, when we were talking about WWE and the stock dropping and how creative is an an issue with popularity and all of that, we talked about how creative drives the WWE machine and about how creative makes stars and stars move numbers. And that's basically how it is. The reason I'm bringing this up is because something broke today that absolutely can emphasize that point. Uh, Disney released their earnings and as part of releasing the earnings, it was for their last quarter, I believe, that ended December 31st. As part of the earnings, they included their subscriber numbers for all of their streaming services. And Disney owns a bunch. They've got Disney+, Plus, they've got ESPN+, Plus, they've got Hulu. So they released all those numbers. The ESPN Plus number that they announced was 6.65 million subscribers. So again, that would have been through December 31st, 6.65 million subscribers. The CEO of uh, Disney, his name is Bob Iger. 
he spoke to uh, Eric Fisher from Sport Business Group. And he told Eric Fisher from Sport Business Group that the ESPN Plus number actually rose by a million subscribers in January to 7.6 million. And the number they just reported was only through the end of December. It actually rose by a million to 7.6 million. And why did it raise by a million, Sean, in January to 7.6 million? Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor. Yeah. And, And the CEO, Bob Iger, said so. He said that the UFC 246 fight, Conor McGregor, Donald Cerrone, on January 18, was basically the catalyst for adding a million, pay, a million subscribers to, uh, to ESPN+. Plus. So you're going to tell me stars don't move numbers. And you're going to tell me creative doesn't make stars because Conor McGregor didn't become a star because he was winning fights. That's not the reason. Yeah. He became I'll, a- I'll do – hey, you know what, Jimmy? I'll do respect. I, I like Hiroki Goto. I like Rapongi 3K. I like those guys. I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, the the big events. I tune in because I want to see what Okada is going to do, right? What Naito's going to do? What yes? What Tanahashi's going to do? What what those guys are going to do? Mm-hmm. That's why I do it. If Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder aren't fighting on their card coming up soon, I ain't watching that card. Right. Jake Paul sold pay per view numbers. Why? Because he's a star. Doesn't yeah. he doesn't have to be a great fighter? Not He's to me, not to me. He's a different demographic, but he is. I, I he didn't is. know him. Yeah. I didn't know who the hell he was besides him being a dipshit, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But I watched his fight. I had to cover it, but I watched his fight, and I was probably gonna do it anyway just to see. I was this absolute dork get punched in the face. Yeah. Now, WWE has for a while just wanted the name on the marquee to be what attracts people. As did UFC. I, As did UFC. Yes, yes they did too. Yep. And UFC is learning that ain't a good move. Now, yep. unfortunately for the UFC, they're also counteracting that with saying, you know what, Yoel Romero, he's a big name. He's lost three straight title opportunities. He's lost three of his last four fights. Let's give him a title fight. I think they're angling on that or leaning on that a little bit too much. I think you have to be selective because eventually you compromise the integrity of your own sport. But Conor McGregor in the main event is the right idea. And do you remember, Jimmy, that just last year they didn't book this as a main event? They they didn't they didn't even have it because they were like, oh, a title's got to be the main event. That's wild, and I'm glad yeah. that they adjust. This well, there's I've I've heard there's other reasons. So so if, if anybody's not familiar with the UFC, so they first they cut a deal with ESPN for broadcast rights and for streaming rights. Then they re up the deal. And they basically bundled in pay-per-views. And so now the UFC gets a flat rate every year that equates to what their pay-per-view buys would have been. One of the reasons that I heard they didn't do the McGregor fight previously is because McGregor still wanted the same kind of deal that he had before based off a kind of pay-per-view and stuff. Whereas now for the UFC, it's kind of all the same. Like whether McGregor fights or not, they get the same money. I think yeah. the reason that they ended up cu- cutting the deal is because they got to they got to help out ESPN. They're giving them a shit ton of money, ESPN. Yes. And so they still have to kind of do them a favor. Here's where it's going to get really interesting. Conor McGregor, you know damn well, Conor McGregor found out that they they got a million subscribers because of him. You know damn well that he's going to call Dana White and say, "I want to fight in 4 months and I want a 10 million guarantee because I gave you guys an extra million subscribers." And Dana White's going to say, "You didn't give me shit." You gave, yeah. ESP, you gave ESPN a million subscribers, so call Bob Iger if you want a $10 million guarantee. It's going to be a very interesting thing to see what happens because Dana White's getting paid regardless of McGregor, if McGregor fights or not. So. Well, he, 
He predicted an $80 million payday for 246. That was McGregor all bullshit. That was he all claims, bullshit. He claims he made $50 million on the Habib fight. That's bite. absolute fa- fallacy, erroneous bullshit. And, and, <laughs> but the thing is, McGregor knows it. He knows it. I know. You know. And I know that you know it, too. Yes. I just wanted to lob that one out there for you. Uh, yeah. I wanted to hit you with the floater so he could knock it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aaron J's fan says, help, I have Raptors, Leafs, AEW, and NXT to watch all at the same time. Uh, who are the, who are the what, what is this on the weekend? Tonight. Oh, tonight. Who are yeah. the Leafs playing? How the hell should I know? Okay, so I, I'm not a Leaf fan, but I do follow hockey. Oh, they're playing the Rangers. That's, okay, that's right. Okay, and the Raptors are playing the Pacers. That's a pretty good team. I, man, Hard for me to not jump on that Raptors bandwagon being a Bulls fan. Yeah, they've won 11 in a row, right? Once you sign me to a long-term contract, Jimmy, you get me off these 30-day gimmicks, I'm going to get me a Raptors shirt. That's what I'm going to do. Don't even listen to this horse shit from him. you got to understand, people think everything you say is the gospel, and now, <laughs> and, and, and now, and now they're going to shit on me saying, you have him on rolling 30-day contracts, you tyrant? <laughs> this is basically what I'm going to be dealing with now. So you got to watch Free that shit. season, guys. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anthony I, says, I won $100 and my office's Super Bowl pool. Is that enough to move to Canada and retire a millionaire? Uh, you are about $50,000 Canadian short. Uh, you're sitting at about nine hundred and fifty grand Canadian, right. which monthly in Canada gets you about 300 square feet in Toronto. I think 400 is the is the minimum, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think four hundred. So the average housing price in Toronto right now it's around eight hundred and sixty thousand Canadian. The average yes. house, expensive. So it's yeah, it is. It is a little pricey. But you know who? I don't even think lives in Canada anymore. Chris Jericho. He moved away. It was too expensive. <laughs> I spoke to Christopher Daniels about Chris Jericho. We talked about his influence backstage and the fact that despite despite that they've been in wrestling for over two decades, two and a half decades. They never wrestled each other. Take a listen. Did you play it, Camilla? Take a listen. Waiting for the Chris Daniels interview. One of the great things about being around Chris is he's got such a mind for the business, and it's really refreshing to be around someone like him and and hearing his thoughts and how he – puts together ideas and matches and things like that. It, it's it's really cool. Um, you know, as much experience as I have, I still feel like I'm trying to learn stuff. And he's definitely someone that I'm learning from uh, every week that I have any sort of interaction with him behind the scenes. Um, you know, it's something that I, I really am, am, am happy that I'm getting that opportunity. He's pretty outspoken about that publicly, like on his own podcast. If he has issues with something he sees on TV, he pretty much says that is – is that the case backstage as well? And and do you follow follow that type of, of mentality too? Because you you are a veteran in the wrestling business. You have probably more experience than anybody on the roster outside of him and Dustin. Um, yeah, probably. But I I feel like um, you know Chris is at the level of success that he's sustained over his career. Um, I feel like he's definitely got more right to sort of put his foot down. Um, I'm, I'm more of the mentality, especially since I'm not really one of the guys in terms of creative that has like that final say. So I certainly don't mind putting my ideas forward and saying, well, this is what I think. But I also realize that it's not my fight to fight. And all, all I can really do is offer my point of view. Um, but, 
you know, in the end, it's not my decision. And I, I sort of have to, uh, I have to sort of uh, bow to the decisions that are made by the guys that are in the decision-making position. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that, too. And sometimes the decisions aren't what I would have done. But at the same time, like I said, um, you know, I'm, I, I don't have the right to really put my foot down. But I feel like Chris definitely has that right. Certainly is very outspoken about what he feels is the right uh, direction for his stuff. And you can't you can't fault him. You, you look at his, his track record and you feel like, well, this, this guy definitely deserves – to uh, have a say in how it all goes down. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Jimmy, that's rude. Sorry, I just was checking my emails and uh, then I got a notification of Kane talking shit about that Tim Ryan. I got that on my list. Oh, okay, we okay, cool. So Kane so, talks uh, shit and so did Drake Maverick. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody, it's talking to a brick wall ultimately. He ain't going to respond. I know, I know. But, I know. uh, yeah, my full interview with Christopher Daniels is up on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Uh, we've got another article up there. He talks about being pitched as the higher power in WWF in 1999, the role that eventually Vince McMahon portrayed. Daniels didn't even know that Pritchard and Russo pitched his name until like 20 years later. He had really? no idea. And to his credit, Daniels is like, that would have been a bad idea. When it worked. Yeah, he and he he's smart enough to know that. Yeah, he was like, I I could not have come in and been the Undertaker's superior. Right, like, that would have been really weird. And he even said the same about Vampiro. He was like, they tried that with Vampiro in WCW, and it wouldn't have worked with him, much less. No, and and and, and again and again, like back in those days, uh, size still meant more. And and with yeah. all respect to Chris Daniels, he would have been basically the adversary for Stone Cold Steve Austin if he played that character. Austin would have made him look like just a tiny human yeah. in the ring. And he probably would have, and given Vincent Men's mentality, he would have had Austin wipe the floor with him, you know? Well, so. ultimately his size is what cost him the role. Right. Vince, there Vince you go. saw him and said he was too small. There you go. Yep. So tell me about this thing that you, uh, you talked about on Fightful Select about how NXT talent has been told not to talk to quote unquote dirt oh. sheets. What's that about? There were some mad people about this. Like, uh, and I'll go back to a line that you kind of told me to kind of go full circle with all this. But uh, after the Matt Riddle thing, you know, there were lots of people saying, oh, was it a work? Was it whatever? If WWE is working everybody on that, they're working the roster, they're working the performance center, they're working everybody. It'd be a very tight-knit work. But at the orientation meeting for the new performance center recruits, they were told, do not call out main roster talent on social media. Unless – I don't know if it was like unless they do it first. I don't know. Mm. That information came out and was reported in Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Then last Wednesday, I don't know if it was in the morning or right before TV, there was a – I don't know if it was company-wide, but there was a lot of talent there, and they were told, uh, do not leak stuff to dirt sheets. Do not talk to dirt sheets. I'm paraphrasing here. I was not a part of the conversation. I can just go based on what I was told. 
But in that same conversation, Jimmy, they were told, oh, by the way, you need to provide proof of your health coverage. So I had one person particularly upset who had never contacted me before say they had the balls to tell me that I'm an independent contractor, then tell me who I could and couldn't talk to. Right. And they were not happy about that because there are issues with crowding there. There's a lot of people who aren't getting paid really what they think they should be there. Mm -hmm. I know there's been a lot of people that that aren't exactly happy with how they've been used in that regard. I Mm -hmm. mean, they had to talk Riddick Moss into staying from what I understand. And now he's up on the main roster because he was getting tagged in all that Randy Orton stuff. Mm -hmm. He was like uh, the free agency stuff. So you see him up there. Now, I I can't I haven't talked to him. I don't know what his negotiations were like in that. But I had people that contacted me and that were like, they should know better than to even say anything. Just let it go. And Jimmy, I remember something you told me when Eminem's people got mad that the word of his uh, him agreeing to do the 2K soundtrack came out and it unraveled the whole deal. And I remember you telling me a quote that you had heard one day it's in the news. The next day they're wrapping dead fish with it. That's right. WWE could really take that advice. Mm-hmm. If you just shut up about it, people aren't going to remember it in a day or two. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you heard somebody talk about the Lars Sullivan thing, Jimmy? Probably us on the podcast two weeks ago. That's it. And before yeah. that, before that, it yeah. was a couple days later. That's it. Yeah. People forget about that stuff. It'll come up here and there, mm-hmm. sure. But let let it go, man. You know, it it it, it warms my heart to hear Sean oh, Ross Sapp. Out of all that, you just took that one thing. A warms, friggin' Mariah Carey quote. Warms my heart right here. No, that not that quote. It warms my heart that Sean Ross Sapp, of all people, is saying, let it go. Don't let it bother you. Let it go. Warms my heart because you know how much work I've had to put in in three years in order to get Sean Ross up to the point now where he can say that. I feel like I feel like it's a small victory. I tell you what, small victory. Oh God. (laughs) So uh, WWE still has two big shows before WrestleMania, which Mm -hmm. seems weird because WrestleMania is only two months away. But they still got two more shows. Again, this might wait. Yeah, this might play into. Why network subscriptions are dropping off. Too many shows means that they don't all have that must-watch feel. Yes. But uh, they've got Super Showdown on February 27, and then a little over a week later, they've got Elimination Chamber. A week later. A week, a little over a week later, yep. Christ, man. Yep, yep. Now, uh, I will say this. Brock Lesnar, Ricochet, I'm stoked for that, man. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Brock is good against small guys, and Ricochet, of all the, all the small guys that Brock is, has worked up until now, Ricochet's the best athlete of all of them. Yes. And so I can't imagine the kind of stuff, so long as they give him a little bit of time. Don't let Brock wipe him out in 30 seconds. So long as they give him a good seven, eight minutes, uh, I think they could do some really fun stuff. So I think, I think five or six would be good. Like you have Brock go for German suplexes, and Ricochet just keeps landing on his feet. Every time he does something, like Brock thwarts it. It needs to very much be an athletic display of Ricochet. Yes. Uh, Brock trying to catch him. Ricochet getting a couple good moves in a hope spot. And then yep. Brock hitting him with an F5 and winning. And I think that would be awesome. I do, too. I think it could be really good. I, now, I think that 8-7 is embarrassing. Nobody wants to be the 8-second man, Jimmy. You want to be able to go... Round after round after round. You want to be able to go for an hour if you so choose. You want to be able to go into the championship rounds. You want to be able to put a main event performance. And you want to be able to get your penis hard and have it perform 
expertly and bluechew.com code fightful can help you do it bluechew.com use that code fightful get your penis hard your penis is going to be doing numbers thanks to bluechew.com code fightful it's got the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis but you know what i'm going to say it's a lot better it's a lot better you don't have to to call up the doctor Set up your appointment. You don't have to go see the lady at the front desk, sign in, do all that that paperwork. It's an online consult, and it's free. So you don't have to pay for all that. <clears throat> you don't have to wait for your, your prescription to get in. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. It comes straight to you, discreet package. Nobody's going to be in your business about what you're taking. It's a chewable, so it works whenever the opportunity arises. And if the opportunity isn't arising, if you know what I'm saying, Blue Chew makes it happen. That's the beauty of it. It's great for confidence, for performance. You can take it on a full or empty stomach. It's ready whenever you are. And when you use that code FIGHTFUL at BlueChew.com, you get your first shipment free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. You don't have to have a problem to use BlueChew. I know a lot of people like to play around about that, and we have our fun here. But, but, BlueChew just gives you that confidence, that extra performance. We thank them. Hit them up at Blue Chew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Good job, man. Good job. So That's what she'll be saying, Jimmy. I could have gone further with that, but I'm going to just move on. Last week, I suggested on this podcast that rather than Charlotte challenge for the NXT Championship, that they should have Rhea Ripley go out and challenge Charlotte. And uh, coincidentally, I guess that's exactly what they did on Raw this week. They had Rhea Ripley go out and challenge Charlotte. I but loved it. I thought that was a way to go. See, talent's not supposed to call out main roster talent, Jimmy. They said right. some of the meeting. There, that very, there you go. There you go. She's a rule breaker. She's a rule breaker, but I really liked it. I, I thought it makes Rhea Ripley look really strong. Uh, we're doing this on February 5th. Charlotte's going to be on NXT tonight to answer the challenge. Pretty sure she's going to accept it. And uh, that's going to be a fun matchup. Nobody needs to see Charlotte Becky again. Nobody wants to see Charlotte Bailey again, uh, at least not now. That's a good, fresh match to do at WrestleMania. That means you can leave Becky open for Shayna Baszler, which is another fresh match at WrestleMania. I like it, man. It's good. It should they, be interesting. They should have waited until after the Rhea Bianca match. It doesn't make any sense. And I agree with you on that. I guess they felt maybe like, you know, we've got we got to get this going. But I agree with you on that. Yeah. I yeah. would have taken it a step further, Jimmy, because they're doing that super showdown gimmick, yada, yada, uh -huh. and they're going to have a lot of talent, and you never know what kind of situation you might run into. I would have had Charlotte show up on the SmackDown the night after and tease challenging Bailey, and then just say, no, that way you have another name that you know is going to be there. You have a little bit of a surprise for a show that a lot of people expect to be a throwaway. And you still got five or six weeks to build it until WrestleMania when she shows up and, and does the Ripley Challenge. I think that they should have just waited and really milked this and made Charlotte even more hated for making people wait. Making them wait. Yeah, that's, very, have, that's a good point. They could have done have that. show up at NXT UK even at those tapings. For the or, love of God. Yeah, or show up at TakeOver and, and attack Rhea after she beats uh, Bianca. There you go. There's a like, lot, there's of, a lot of things they could have done. Do. Yeah. I hate it when they, they rush everything. Yeah, but I, I did like that they had Rhea Ripley be the one to go out there and challenge her because it's typically the the champion is not the one issuing the challenges, ch typically. Yeah. So I liked it. I thought that was good. Uh, tell me about the story that you posted on Fightful Select about AEW's creative process. You posted some stuff about that? Nah, I think people should just subscribe. 
Just like that. Okay, Jimmy. Okay, Jimmy. This is a benefit of watching the Listen Your Boy. Every it, now and then, we might yeah. give you a little select exclusive yeah, see, every that, now and then. That's why I wait till like Wednesdays, Thursdays to post this stuff because, you know, aggregators immediately pick up what we post there and they're like, ah, here we go. Uh, but I posted gaining some creative influence in All Elite Wrestling. Now, I'm going to expand on this a lot more. On the uh, Fightful Backstage Report on Monday. You got to repeat the name. Week. Sean, repeat the name because you, you you cut out. So what was the name that you said has influence? Tony Khan has been okay. gaining influence. And really, that's all up to him. He's went from being the guy with the final say to helping create and develop more stories. I know that he's very hands-on with the Hangman Page story, which is very good. Uh, but I was told – and that's that's the primary one he's worked heavily on. And look at Hangman Page right now. It's working out great. Another one, uh, Kenny Omega was credited with give it with the idea of turning Britt Baker heel, and Tony uh, Khan helped give some of the terminology to her promos, which have been pretty well received. So Tony Khan kind of grabbing the bull by the horns there, but I- I'll have a lot more on that on Monday's Fightful Select uh, Backstage Report podcast for sure. Awesome. And uh, speaking of AEW, they confirm what was long rumored or long expected. That they're going to do double or nothing again in Vegas over Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be May 23rd at the uh, MGM Grand Garden Arena. I will not join you this time. What? If you go, this time I will not Jimmy. join. I did it once. I don't need to go again. I saw what it's about and everything. Jimmy, are you kidding me? What? Do I get an allowance that resembles the last one? <laughs> no. And people don't need to know about the last Jimmy, one, Sean. what if I lose my debit card again right. an hour before I fly out? Right, right. Yeah, in the, in the, in the, in the wee morning hours at, a, at an establishment. At, at, well, it wasn't it – wasn't, yeah, it might have been there. I don't yeah. – know. it was it – was, I lost at the casino is I where like, I lost. Are you sure? I lost at the hotel, yeah. But uh, I didn't have enough time. I just had to call and cancel it. Like I was going to miss my flight if I even looked for it. But, uh, yeah, I – if they have StarCast, I'll 100% be there. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have an event and flights are cheap enough, hotels reasonable enough, I'll go there. But if they have a StarCast, I'll be wherever a StarCast will be because that, that's a lot of interview opportunities for us. Now, when they did Double or Nothing the first time, obviously it was a, it was a new thing. AEW did not have weekly TV yet. They had never done Vegas. They had never done a venue like that, and they, they sold it out quickly. Do you think it's going to be as easy of a sell this time now that they got weekly TV, now that they, they're booking shows every week in different towns in the U.S., I think they'll still do well because Vegas is a good town for travelers. So I think they'll still do well. I do not think they're going to sell out in 30 seconds or whatever the hell they no. did the, the last time because, again, a lot of those fans have already seen it, especially the traveling fans that, you know, again, AEW wasn't a thing. But because it's Vegas, I think they'll do all right. Lots of factors there. As I found out, Vegas on Memorial Day weekend, very expensive. It is a very expensive weekend for that. We don't know if StarCast will be there. That is an attraction. People can come in for a couple of days, meet a bunch of people. It's not a one-day type of deal just mm-hmm. doing Vegas. Also, like I said, it's a busy weekend in Las Vegas on Memorial Day weekend. I do kind of wish that AEW would get away from those holiday weekends because that ain't cheap on their their audience, man. Like it's a, it's a, That and Labor Day weekend are not great ones mm-hmm. for, for like flights and stuff like that, so – I think a lot of that both of that will, will play into a role, but there are a couple things you have to consider. There was the new factor of AEW, the the question mark, the first show 
but now they have television exposure too. Mm -hmm. That's true too. So it's it's like this balance, and I don't exactly know how it's going to play out. Yeah, we'll see. What is it? What is it uh, draw like? Fifteen thousand people at that venue? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, how's my time? Okay. So uh, let's talk about Mr. Bill Goldberg. So uh, he's going to be on SmackDown this week, probably to set up a match for Super Showdown. Mm-hmm. I uh, actually spent a little time today looking at the SmackDown roster because obviously he's going to have a SmackDown opponent, probably a Super Showdown. There's only one guy that I can think of that fits the bill, and that would be Baron Corbin. Because when I look at the roster, um, it's not going to be Dolph Ziggler that did it already. It's not going to be Bobby Roode because I don't think he's you know hot enough for there to be really much momentum. I can't see it being Sheamus because he just came back, so why would you have him uh, put over Goldberg when he just came back? Shinsuke Nakamura, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's not going to be any promo work if it's Shinsuke Nakamura. And uh, The Fiend, unlikely, because he's the champion. So I, I don't know why they would do that. Of all the guys, Baron Corbin is the guy. He can do a promo work. The crowd, you know, shits on him. And I think that they'd be happy to see him take the spear and the jackhammer. So I think Baron Corbin's the only guy. And, and he wrapped up the feud with Roman Reigns last week, so he's kind of sort of in the clear in terms of a program. Is there anyone else that you've heard about that might fit the bill? Because he's really the only guy I can see that matches what they'd be looking for. Yeah, some people speculate, oh, maybe Roman because he's taking a shot at Goldberg. But No way, no way. That's a mania match. <laughs> yeah, and, and this man still looks at Roman as this guy, yeah. and so they're only doing it if he, if he beats Goldberg. And granted, he could, and, and yes. if Goldberg's getting paid, he'll take the loss, you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, no, I just thing. I don't think so. I, I think that they'd be worried. This would be worried that Roman's just going to get healed more if he's in there with 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 uh, Bill Goldberg. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I think Corbin. I think Corbin. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it could be anybody else. I think it's got to be Baron Corbin. So uh, you were on ESPN 1530 radio at a Cincinnati. Yeah. You know what I call that, Sean? I call that the Dave Meltzer spot on uh, from the live audio yeah. wrestling days. So you, I think run, you should call it the Sean Ross Sapp spot by the sounds of it. There you go. There you go. The Sean Ross Sapp spot. <laughs> so you were on that show, and they asked you a question that I was going to ask you uh, on this podcast. What was up with this whole Samoa Joe suspension rumor? Nothing. How did he, this even come about? How did it even? Where, where did it even come from? Uh, there's a Twitter account that sometimes gets scoops, uh, and I, I've met the person behind it, uh, particularly met him in Toronto, actually. But they had put out there that they heard that there was more suspend. There were more suspensions coming, and said that they thought it. They made a comment that there's something in the South California water, and it implied that it was Samoa Joe specifically because of a picture posted. And then I later heard the other rumored name. Now, when when I reached out to people within WWE and Jimmy, you know who I talked to, and you know that the people I talked to would 100% know this type of stuff. Sure. Sean talks to George Barrio, so he's really yes. fucked now. Yeah, yeah. Now that Michelle Wilson's gone, <laughs> what am I going to do? This what is just are you like going to do? This is just like when Shane McMahon stopped going to SmackDown, and I was like, well, where am I going to get my scoops? <laughs> Come on. When Vince had his motorcycle wreck in the 90s, I'm like, Vince, you got to be back there to leak some dirt to Right, me. right, right. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> when you would have been like, what, two? When, exactly. were you, when were you born yeah, again? I was, I was eight years old, but I was respected okay. within the industry, Jimmy. Okay, People like me. <laughs> so I reached out, and at that time I had only heard the, the Joe name, and it was just said, no, with a bunch of exclamation points. And I was like, well, it's going around. And they're like, I know. I've seen the tweets. And uh, it was it was vehemently denied to me. And, okay. Yeah. 
All it was is he wasn't medically cleared because of concussion, right? I, I assume so. Yeah, yeah. I assume so. Okay, well, it is that every other week time for me to say, Camillo, let's go to Stupid People. Stupid People is what this segment's called. You might wonder why we do it. It's not about wrestling at all. Used to be WWE's weekly usage of stupid nicknames, which we did hoping they'd stop giving wrestlers lame names. But it didn't work, so we gave up. And the new segment we came up with is Stupid People. Stupid People. Stupid People. Duh. Okay. Just want to... Wanna throw this out there because i posted this on twitter yesterday i don't promote the the tier two of fightful select a whole lot but we do have a complete archive of stupid people extended segments that quite frankly there are thousands of people that watch this show and they've not seen any of those we've got dozens of them we've got literally hours and hours of stupid people extended footage on fightful select tier two we have the russo reveals segments i've got like 10 or 12 different segments of him talking about various topics. Uh, I've got lots of early access to interviews, features, all that kind of stuff. Check it out. There you go. Yeah, every week when I don't do Stupid People, people are asking me, we're Stupid People. Rightful Select. So, there. Check out there the you go. The, these stories don't get dated or anything. No, they're, they're, evergreen. they're evergreen. They are, they are. So after this, if you go to Fightful Select, uh, we are going to do, the list goes on, and we are going to talk about MLW. We're going to talk about the revival, Angel Garza, Santino Morella. Uh, I'm going to talk with some NXT UK news and a little bit of stuff about Access TV and Impact Wrestling. Yeah. So uh, go to FightfulSelect.com after this and you can catch that. So this first one, this was going to happen, Sean. Like this story was going to happen. It was bound to happen. I was waiting for it to happen, and it did happen. So it was reported by USA Today on January 29. According to Google Trends, there are a couple of keywords that had averaged, they used to average, zero to one searches a day up until January 21st. On January 21st, the number of daily searches shot up. Uh, and we're up every day through January 30th. Any idea what these keywords were? There's two of them in particular. Baby nut. <laughs> Don't know where that came from, but no. Mr. Peanut gimmick. Oh, they, they I introduced I, baby nut. Oh, okay. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. So no. Tater tot hot dish. <laughs> two of the keywords I'm talking about here are beer virus and corona beer virus. Uh, I got a screenshot. This is from Google Trends. Now, the screenshot that I put up here is for is based on country. And you can see they're the top five countries, Lebanon, Lithuania, Ireland, Greece, and Belgium. I actually uh, did a search by the top five U.S. states. Sean, can you take a guess as to, let's say, the top two? What do you think were the top two states that were doing searches for beer virus and corona beer virus? Florida and New York. Uh, South Dakota and North Dakota. Uh, well, you know what? The Dakotas were fearful about Corona beer virus, Sean. I gave, I gave that region a little bit too much credit. You know, they don't have a lot of mass shootings out that way. They don't have a lot of, like, tragedy out that way. I figured the people might be a little bit smarter. Evidently not. <clears throat> no. And, uh, and again, when this whole coronavirus thing started, I felt like it was a matter of time. People were going to hear coronavirus. They had something to do with beer. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happened. So uh, good on those people. This next one, Sean... Ah, reported by Post Media News on January 22nd. 
We've talked before about these social media challenges, like the Tide Pod Challenge, where mm-hmm. these these human beings, and I almost use the term loosely, these human beings are so desperate for attention, they want so badly to increase their likes and follows on social media that they do some really stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The latest one, Sean, is called the Cereal Challenge. Are you familiar with the Cereal mm, Challenge? I'm not, but I do love cereal. Uh, not this way you don't. So the Cereal Challenge means that a person will lay down on the ground, they will have cereal and milk poured into their mouth, and then they will let someone or something eat it from their mouth. What? One idiot from TikTok did it, and uh, let's show you a little clip of what happened. Oh, I got to talk over it because there was music. So there he goes pouring milk in the mouth. And cereal's already in there. And there you go, Sean. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Sean's reaction is amazing. Oh! <laughs> okay, you can cut it off there. <laughs> I'm still watching it on the other screen. Oh, are you? Are you? Oh, God. Isn't it amazing that kids today, they want so badly to get likes and follows on social media? And I don't really know much about TikTok. Like, I know it's a, it's a video platform, kind of like Instagram, but, but like mainly video. I, I know what it is. I'm not a user of it. I've never really checked it out. Um, people need those likes and those views and those follows so much that they will let a dog eat cereal out of their mouth, Sean. I'm not a guy that gets offended easily. I'm not. I could really. At least you used to be. Maybe you've yeah, improved. Shut up. Cut that shit out. He just got offended, there, Camilla. He just got offended. There's something wrong that that guy's doing. There is a law that is being broken in that situation, and I'm not sure what it is. Bestiality, but... almost? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Also, like some self harm. Yeah. Either way. That guy's got to get an SOS. He's got to get a, a slap on sight whenever somebody sees him. He's got to get a slap on sight or a boom, 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 boom. Because you said SOS. Well, that concludes stupid people. That was our third part of it right there. All right, this last one for the SRS file, Sean. For some reason, I feel like you heard this one. I just feel like you did. Reported by the U.S. version of The Sun on January 22nd. So there is another new trend emerging online. And we've talked about some of these trends in the past. Like, you remember the cucumber one, Sean? There is a new trend emerging online that is making doctors have to tell men not to do it. All right? Do you have any idea what this new trend is that is causing doctors to have to tell men not to do it? Um... They're chopping their dicks off to get interviews with AEW wrestlers. And I'm like, whoa, 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 just grow out your hair. Some men apparently, apparently like to masturbate with the recently peeled skin of a banana. I heard this. And I knew he did, Camillo. I knew he did. Of course I did. Some of them even heat the peel up in the microwave first before they masturbate with it. Uh, there have been people on forums like Reddit. There's there's one guy, his username is Jack in World. Uh, they claim that the peel contains a great lubricant and that especially if you if you heat the peel up first, it produces a feeling similar to receiving oral sex. Well, let me tell you. Well, first off, my wife's allergic to bananas, so that that's a no-go. 
But I had a friend, I guess he's still my friend, but at a party he got drunk and told us that he hollowed out a baloney and did it. And I was thinking, okay, a baloney smells bad enough as it is. Well, why, why don't I just don't get it? Now, I've heard of other uses for bananas. Like, I know that in jails, there were some people who would try to dry out the banana peel and smoke it. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, there was a thing on, on Mansers back in the day that, at, like, either it, it said you could get high or it replicated the smell or mm. it was, a, a, like, a Mythbuster thing. Mm-hmm. But they tried it or they would try it anyway. But, I, yeah, when I heard this last week, I thought, no. 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 Like, absolutely no. And doctors are saying, stop it. They're saying, stop it. Stop it. Because uh, you can get a rash and sores on your penis. They can be painful, and it could lead to an infection. So stop it. That's all I can say Please about that. Please stop. Please stop. Yeah. Two more things I got for you. The next one is, uh, I, I told Sean about this yesterday. Um, action figure fans and AEW fans can rejoice because it's been confirmed that Jazzwares, which is the parent company of Wicked Cool Toys, is going to be releasing a line of AEW action figures. They are going to premiere the first series at the New York Toy Fair, which begins on February 22nd. Uh, I say good news for everybody. It could be a new yeah. revenue stream for the wrestlers, a new revenue stream for AEW, and I think there's been some demand for it. I remember we saw the head scan of MGF uh, months ago. Mm-hmm. There was a screenshot of the head scan. So I say good news. Sean didn't know if this was uh, a legit news at first, and I knew who to ask. They confirmed it for me, and so uh, February 22nd, they're going to be debuting that. Very cool. I like this. Um, I actually might be hitting up that that Lexington toy store this weekend, assuming that really car dealer. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll be traveling there and checking some stuff out. Jimmy, how much do you think I can get from them for my cans of whoop ass tea? Do they sell that kind of stuff? They they do all kinds of memorabilia. Oh, I'll, they do. I'll, you should check out the the Ryder and Hawkins video. It's actually very impressive. But, Is that where Ryder um, was looking at the slaughter? Uh, no, 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 that's in oh. Cincinnati. So, oh, I, and I've been there too. So, I mean, that should tell you the power of Ryder and Hawkins videos. It, it'll, it's increased foot traffic to two places. Good. At the very least. But, uh, yeah, I think the AEW news is great. Yes, I agree. One more thing quick. We, uh, we talked about it earlier. This is not a political podcast. Uh, but last night, again, we're doing this on February 5th. Uh, President Trump did a state of the union address, uh, a gentleman by the name of Tim Ryan, who is a uh, Democratic congressman in the state of Ohio, he posted this on Twitter. Do you have Tim Ryan's? Here we go. I just walked into the State of the Union. I've had enough. It's like watching professional wrestling. It's all fake. As you can imagine, a lot of wrestlers and wrestling fans had a problem with that. And uh, Tim Ryan got skewered by a lot of them. I'm sure he doesn't give a shit, but he got skewered by a lot of them. And uh, I happened to just glance at my phone here quickly when we were on a break, and Kane posted a very, very intelligent kind of political response. Uh, Drake Maverick posted something recently. There were others before, uh, Page and, and uh, Dolph Ziggler and a bunch of others. But uh, all I got to say, Tim Ryan will never see this podcast. But if by you know, some freak of luck you ever do, just say predetermined. Next yeah. time you post a tweet, just say predetermined. Everybody will green light that. That's what you say. Just, just don't use the word fake. People don't like that in the wrestling community, myself included, because we know how guys sacrifice their bodies and their, and their schedules and stuff. Just say predetermined. You're good to go. Yeah, save yourself the trouble, man. There save you go. It. There you go. That's all I got for you. Fightful Select. List goes on. That's where we're headed. We're out.
Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcasts, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.